Let me tell you about Z-Stack. Your health belongs to you. Um, you know, it's weird. Only gun manufacturers, they're the only ones that can't be sued. I mean, except for the pharmaceutical companies. They can't be sued if there's something wrong with their vaccines. But uh, let's move past that. You really need to make sure that you're taking care of your body and your health. And Z-Stack is a specially formulated natural immune boosting supplement. It was uh, created by uh, Dr. Um, Zelenko. Is it Zelenko? Uh, Vladimir Zelenko. Yeah, I keep the Ukrainian president and this oh, guy. Right, yeah. They're totally, <laughs> yeah. totally different guys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he started it because he has been on the cutting edge of of alternatives to the um, the uh, Pfizer vaccine. This will not only help you with any mutation of of COVID that we know about, um, but it also helps you with the flu. It is really good for you. Please just take it and boost your immune system. I take it every day at zstack.com slash Beck. zstacklife.com slash Beck. Biden. Wasn't that great? You know, actually, I I kind of enjoyed it. I was freaking out the first few minutes because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to take us to hell. And then I realized the guy's got like a 30% approval rating. None of that stuff is going to happen. His own party. I'm surprised they even clapped. They're like, we're not with him. You think we're, we're not? <laughs> I don't know what his party is, but we're not that. That's for sure. Uh, but the people have spoken. Well, actually, the markets have spoken. Uh, during his uh, speech, uh, oil uh, surpassed $110 a barrel. So it was yesterday at this time, I think it was 98 something like that. Yeah. So, hey, we are headed for some good times. We're going to go through the speech. Um, and uh, also, you know, I've been telling you for the last few days, Something's wrong. Something doesn't feel right. I think I figured it out. I want to I want to pass my thinking on to you and see what you think. Numbers 888-727-BECK. We begin in 60. Mark writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I've had knee pain for at least 15 years, but I started taking Relief Factor and my pain disappeared. It worked so well, I had my wife try it. She's a mail carrier and uh, has had knee pain for almost as long as I have. Her knee pain virtually disappeared as well. Stuff really works. It does. Mark, thank you so much for telling me about your experience and your wife's experience. That's what happens. I mean, I just had some family members up. Uh, recently, I have, a, uh, I have a niece with a really bad back, and she was talking about her back pain.
pain. And she said, can I try some of that relief factor? I'm like, yeah, go for it. Gave her an extra bag that I had. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Always giving. That's me. That's me in a nutshell. Anyway, three-week quick start. Uh, It's developed for you at $19.99. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Try it for 30 days if it or three weeks. If it doesn't work, it probably is not going to. But I think you're going to see a difference. 70% of the people that order it order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number 4 relief, 800 for relief. It's ReliefFactor.com. Ah, yes. Hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, my God. Gosh, I'm great. You are. I am you, great. You're on a high from that oh, speech last night, aren't you? Yes. Me too. Yeah. You know, it was inspiring. Oh, inspiring. What an incredible speaker. Finally, this man is. we are going to do something about those burn pits. I, thank you. <laughs> right. I it have is, a, a bumper sticker on my car that says, "When are we going to do something about, about those the burn, burn pits. pits?" You know, and. Now we are. I wear a sticker almost every day. Ask me about the burn Burn pits. pits. Right. I've seen that sticker. Yeah. And finally, people are going to do something about it because it's been on the top of everybody's list. I mean, it may very well be a very serious issue. I I, I have never heard of it. It was a surprise. I I did not have burn pits on my bingo card. (laughs) I did not. No, no. You could have won 100 Bitcoin last night (laughs) if you had burn pit on your bingo card. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... uh, but no, but no. Now, listen, I've decided to change the show just a little bit because I, I learn from those people in uh, government um, because they're, they're just so knowledgeable. They're surrounded by the experts. They know. They know us better than we know ourselves. So I just want to start with um, Kamala Harris explaining yesterday on radio, The Morning Hustle, um, explaining Ukraine, uh, and I'm learning from this. Now, listen, she's really broken it down so everyone can understand. Here it is. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Wow. Okay, that that's amazing. What? Is that So, yeah. I, she didn't she didn't reveal classified information though, I don't did she? think so. Okay. I don't think so, but I'm you concerned. never know. Right. You, you never know. So let me so explain the uh the state of the union. Um, the United States is a country that most of us live in and it's not surrounded. It has a couple of bodies of water on each side. And then down is one country, which is a great country, but it's kind of emptying out. It's, it's leaking into our country right now, but that's a different story. Forget about that. Mm -hmm. And then on top of us, are Canadians and it's What's complex. That? I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get bogged down. Just think it's a smaller, co- it's a bigger country, but not as powerful as the country. Again, we live in called the United States. 
and it's on top of us, will it fall on us at any point? No, and I. Uh, but sometimes if you feel like somebody's standing on your chest, it may be Canada. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Holy cow. This is why they think they can stand up and say, you know what? I'm tired of this. Defund the police. It's fun, the police. And everybody on the left stands up. Yeah, finally. <laughs> because that's who they think their voter is. Um, Russia is a country. And there's another mm. big country. And it's wrong that that bigger country decided to take the little country. What are we for? So you're, th- you're saying... They believe they can get away with completely reversing themselves on this policy because Because they they think their voters are that dumb. That dumb. That dumb. They might be right. They may very well be right that they're that dumb. I think so. I think so. Uh, uh, Either that or they have like a giant concussion because of a burn pit or something. (laughs) I don't know. Burn pits. That's (laughs) right. You know, it's like, was anyone else around and saw that? It was the Republicans that were like, oh, let's not defund the police. How, how do you expect to get away with that? Did all the, everyone on the left stand? Because the coverage I was watching, they only showed the Republicans standing for that part. And I wanted, I wanted to see, is AOC standing? You know, who, who on the socialist left stood up for that? Were they sitting? Or did yeah, they I stand know. up? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I was in the throes of, oh, you've got to be. Oh. So I was looking up at the sitting, uh, the ceiling at the time, so I didn't notice who stood. Understandable. Yeah, I, I'm curious because they that that was real. That was not a that was not a Republican creation. Now Joe Biden was never the biggest one pushing it, but a huge part of that party mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. that to happen until they got it, until they actually tried it, and it was such a catastrophe. Just like all of their other policies, this one they actually felt like they had to go and move away from. But, I mean, you, you heard the speech, Glenn. It was a laundry list of all the same crap they've been saying. He could have given that speech in 1988. Yeah, it was oh yeah, the yeah, same yeah. laundry yeah, yeah. list of nonsense yeah, yeah. they've been pushing for yeah. forever. Yeah. And we're going to take your kids and we're going to just shelter them and keep them safe from you. You go to work and we'll just we'll keep your kids. Oh, and it's schools. not going to cost you anything. It won't cost you a dime. And trust there'll be them. good union members that are are with your children. Oh, when I think about giving my children to somebody safe, I think of union members. <laughs> and what insane person on this earth could look at the last 2 years and think, "Yes, I'd like these people to be more involved in my child's education." What people who think Wait, Russia's a bigger country? <laughs> and wait, wait, hold on. Uh, it's wrong that they would go into a smaller country and take it? Those people. I guess. I guess. Yeah, those people. I think even a lot of those people are like, wait a minute. You wouldn't even let my kid in the building. I know. Oh, that was another one. That was another one. I was looking up at the ceiling when he actually had the balls to say, and it's important that our kids are in school and stay in school. But then how, 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 how could you make that publicly say that you're the people who want to keep kids in school? I'm confused. Is the one country that starts with Ukraine, did they come up with YouTube? 
Ukraine, <laughs> YouTube, that, that, those people. It's that though, bad. It's that bad. It is that bad. And Americans, really, <sighs> Democrats, I mean, come on. Come on. Are you really thinking that you're seeing what's happening at the schools, right? And I'm not talking about the far left people. I'm not talking about the zombies, you know, on either side. Let's just say there's normal people. 80% of us are normal people, I think, that are like, okay, this is really, this is not working. Okay, this is not working. Uh, But we get all tied up in politics and everything else. Just set those aside. Common sense. How's this working out for you? Right? How is this working out for you? You want to give these people more power and more money? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's like we're on a car lot and we're like, hey, it's Sam the man with a great price for you right now. And you're like, don't buy a car from him. Don't, don't do it. And they're like, I don't know, Sam. It spells mass backward. Mass. That's God's thing, right? Or no, also, let's often follows the word cancerous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too. Okay. That's a little right. too heady there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really, it's it's time for Americans to just come together on. I don't want any of these people in charge of my life. I don't want the Republicans in charge of my life. I don't want the Democrats in charge of my life. I don't want these people in charge of my life. No. Uh, how could you? I mean, and it was constant lying. I mean, uh, no. The the tax cuts only benefited the top 1%, which is a blatant lie. A blatant lie. And then uh, no one uh, who earns less than $400,000 would pay a penny more in taxes. A blatant, well, blatant well, lie. Hang on just a second. If you're operating under modern monetary theory, Sure. The government doesn't have to raise taxes. It'll just print the money. It won't cost you anything, except when you go to the grocery store. And when I heard that inflation, the pain you're feeling Mm. is mostly because of the car industry, I thought, excuse me? (laughs) How is the price of cars suddenly affecting my fruits and vegetables, milk and meat? I don't know. Those two don't come from the same place. They don't. Well, where do cows come from? (laughs) We need Kamala to explain it to us. (laughs) We do. A car (laughs) and a cow. They have many of the same letters, one, and they each have three letters in their name. Car, cow. They sound different because they are different. All right, back in just a second. First, uh, American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know what's really weird? Do you know what's really, really weird? Um, The last two days, the interest rates for your financing, for your house, your mortgage, guess what happens to? What? 
Okay, we've been talking about it going up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe six or eight times this year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they said it again. Yeah, they Overnight. said it again. Do you know what happened in the last two days with interest rates? Mm-mm. They fell almost a point. So now it's back into the threes as opposed to in the fours. Now, that just does, that seems weird. That does seem weird. That yeah. seems mm-hmm. weird, but you might want to take advantage of it right now. Uh, you can even skip up to two mortgage payments, close in as little as 10 days. The door has not closed on you. It's American financing. Please consider refinancing your uh, your loan uh, and make it a consolidation loan. Get out of those high interest credit cards. They're going to kill you. It's did he say credit cards are going to now he's targeting credit cards. Oh, my gosh. Mm. He's such a conspiracy theory. Like credit cards could even hold a gun. American financing at 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Stu. Mm-hmm. Stu. Stu. Yes. Stu. Stu. Yes. Stu. I'm right here. Stu, are you listening to me? I'm right Stu. here. Yes. When can I tell my theory? When? When can I tell my theory? Hmm? When? When? You know, I've been saying something is wrong with this uh, with with this whole Ukraine thing. Think I figured it out. Well, I mean, when you got Ted Cruz coming up today on the show. Yeah, you got uh, you got Carol Roth coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have Chris Bedford coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think your your window is going to be here in just a few minutes. Okay, I think right. right after the bottom of the hour. Right after the bottom 30. of the hour. That's going to be really. It's going to be really, 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 really good. I am. It is an interesting theory. And hold on. Hold on. Some breaking news. Nancy Pelosi is about to get up. Cut four, please. This is breaking news. This is very important. Mm -hmm. Faced in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Wow. Wow. She was up before he even said burn pits. She knew where he was going because everybody knows burn pits. Everybody. Anyway, go ahead. You were saying. What was that? Hmm? Why was she? Hmm? She started. I mean, she I wouldn't... knew where he was going with burn pits. Everybody knew where he was going. Is Everybody the... knew he was going to say, due to burn pits. I mean, she just looked. I honestly, she looked hammered. During uh, did during you notice? Speech. Like, I think her, and I mean this <laughs> sincerely, and I don't mean this to oh, be no. mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you notice her mouth seems to be sliding off her face? It was it was re- very a, very crooked. It's at a severe angle. There's a complicated architecture that holds I it know, in place in I the know, first place. I and know. one one of the many support cables yeah. may have yeah. twisted up. Yeah, I don't it think was it, like, I, I just was <laughs> thought she was going to start talking like this. So, and she does kind of talk like that. Sorry, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Kind of sounds like that. That's what she looked like last night. It, there was more plastic surgery in that room. It really is. Washington, D.C. is Hollywood for ugly people. It was mm. like um, going to what I imagine a, a nursing home for the very, 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 very aged in Beverly Hills must be like. I mean, that was far more risky environment than walking through a nursing home. As far as COVID goes. Oh, no, and she wasn't no wearing masks. masks. No, she there wasn't. There's like three masks in the entire oh place. Gosh, and then still. Joe Biden, multiple times during the speech, coughed into his hand and then went and shook the hands yeah. of every single person yeah. in the building. Yeah, but who's looking at that? Uh, can we please play Nancy Pelosi and why she didn't wear a mask? 
This is really important. Science, man. The CDC mask guidance, of course, changed last week today. D.C. officially lifted its indoor yes. mask guidance. Are you yes. going to be wearing a mask tonight? No, I'm not going to be wearing a mask tonight. If I had little children or if I were around little grandchildren, I would because some of them would not be vaccinated. Or if I were around a person or were a person with a a some kind of a condition that would make me susceptible to everyone in that room. Everyone in that room. I can't say everyone. There were a couple of people that were under the age of a thousand. Those are the people that are the most vulnerable. Yes. What do you mean? You know, if I had a condition, you, being old is the condition that makes you most vulnerable to this virus, which it also disproves your other idiotic statement that if you were around four year olds, you'd be worried. Why well, would you be worried? No. You should be worried about you getting it yes. from the four year old, right. but not giving it to the four year old. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm still confused uh-huh. on which is the bigger country, Russia or Ukraine. Could we just check with Kamala again real quick? I, if you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. It in layman Break terms, it down in layman's please. terms for people layman's who don't terms. understand what's going on and how can this okay. directly affect the people of the United Concentrate. States. Concentrate. So it's complex. Ukraine is a country in Europe. What? It okay. exists next to another country called Russia. No. Russia is a bigger country. Bigger. Russia is a powerful country. Shh, Russia to decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. Oh but that's so okay. basically, that's wrong. Oh! Oh, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Basically. Basically. Thank you for breaking that down in layman terms. <laughs> I mean, he did ask for it in layman terms, but no, that's like... No, that's, that's preschool terms. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was legitimately how I would like... <laughs> Five years ago, how I would have explained this situation to my kid. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't explain it to either one of them now. They're nine and ten years old. They would they have much greater understanding of the situation than that. Yeah. But when they were four, that's probably about how I'd explain it. Yeah. I played that for my son. Uh, You know, he's 17 years old and uh, he's been having a hard time following it. And uh, he just looked at me and went, (laughs) is that a sound alike person? (laughs) Right. Is it a bit? Yeah. Is it a bit? No. No. That's that's really her. And she sucks, man. man that's no, unbelievable. No. And you know what? I thought it was smart because they were so worried about security. I thought it was smart that she was wearing a camouflage suit. <laughs> um, you know, it was like I turn on the TV and I'm like, that chair has a face. What is going on? <laughs> she blended in, didn't she? Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, you know. What was she? I mean, she just chose. Was it intentional to choose the same color outfit as the chair? I think it was camouflage. Okay. I think. (laughs) Yes. Those crazy Trump supporters could come in at any time and they'd never notice the chair with a face. (laughs) The Glenn Beck Program. Did anybody even watch this last night? Are we just talking to ourselves? Built Bar. I spent a long time last night being annoyed by the State of the Union address. Sure. And when I get annoyed, I eat. (laughs) Does this explain the way I look right now? Huh? If I don't feed my sweet tooth something, it gets ugly really fast. Now, I may have eaten more out of my frustration than what would be recommended if you were trying to stay healthy. But I figured my mental health was worth it. Uh, they're delicious. They are protein bars, but they were they taste like they were, um, I mean, made in, in a candy company, really. 
They are great. They're made with real chocolate, and because they're about 130 calories, I can eat I can eat about five or six of them, uh, and and really just well, that's like a fun size Snickers bar. What? <laughs> Built.com. Scroll through uh, their charts, see what they have. It is they're fantastic. You want to stay in shape? Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code Beck15 and save. Built.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn with the promo code Glenn. We'll save you 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. As we celebrate the end of Burn Pits. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have Mr. Pat Gray unleashed yeah. here in the uh, studio with us. We're going to talk about my theory. Um... And it's just that. It's just a theory. Something isn't right with the Ukraine thing. It's just not right. And I think I figured it out yesterday. Pretty, mm-hmm. I, I, It makes sense. I, I gave it to you, Stu, earlier. What do you think? Yeah, there's there's definitely something to it, I yeah. think. Um, we'll get into that here in just, uh, just a little while. First, we want to check in with <laughs> that unleashed crazy man, mm-hmm. Pat Gray. Yeah. Hi, Pat. Uh, hi, Glenn. Um, I think that... Uh, uh, the State of the Union last night was exceptional. Didn't you think so? Yeah. Well, Powerful. the State of the Union was strong. Powerful. Yeah. Was it strong. is strong. It is strong. It is. Yeah. Especially after he renamed the Rust Belt. Uh, it just flows off the tongue now. The home of significant resurgence of manufacturing. Oh, yeah. Man, that's what yeah. I call it. So better than Rust Belt. Yeah. yeah. I don't that's know what why. That's what I'm calling it. That's we, what I'm yeah, calling it. I've been, been calling it that for a while. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Oh, before last night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. home of significant yeah. resurgence of manufacturing. And also the area that's very concerned with burn pits. Yes. Yeah, and that. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, the burn pits. I think, how, how many times have we talked about them? I'm sure it's a, I, it's, it's got to be a bad. big deal and a bad yeah. deal. And I don't mean to make fun of any of the I veterans. No, 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 of I've just never heard of it. Haven't either. Yeah, haven't heard of it. But so. that was the one new thing in the speech. <laughs> hey, the everything the else could have been, 1988, no, it could have been this no. made. But you know what I was really excited about? In Ohio. If you're just driving on the highway, mm-hmm. you will see hundreds of acres of empty land. But that's not just empty land. If you look carefully, you will see that's where Intel is going to build a giant factory, 10,000 new jobs. And in fact, the guy from Intel is mm. right here. He said he might even create more. All that he's waiting for is, uh, you know, this, uh, this bill that you don't even have to worry about. Just sign that bill and he's going to do it. Oh, wow. Wow. What's wow. in the bill? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to give Intel the benefit of the, cra- the, the uh, benefit of the doubt and go, that's great, Intel. You're creating new jobs, mm-hmm. except you're looking for something that has to be passed by Congress before <laughs> you do it. You're holding a gun to 10,000 people's heads. Yeah. You sign this bill is? or else. Yeah. That uh, doesn't uh, seem sound right. No. And I, I didn't hear any praise for Elon Musk, who's created how many jobs? 50,000. 50, thousand jobs making electric cars yeah, to solve their supposed existential crisis uh, of global warming yeah but he doesn't get a mention those are not good union jobs uh, those are not good mm. union jobs those are the only ones that really count mm-hmm. all right so mm-hmm. pat you were saying i forget <laughs> <laughs> was i saying anything uh, i don't know uh, i i did you see the 17 lies the absurd yes. lies that he told we could already talked about no, that. No, we haven't. Go ahead. Uh, lie number one. Uh, freedom will always triumph over tyranny. 
That's weird because it didn't in it, Canada. And it's not driving <laughs> quite yet in Ukraine either. Right. Uh, powerful sanctions stopped Russia. Mm, no. What? No, they... They've been slowed slightly by the Ukrainian army, but not by your stupid sanctions that haven't done anything. Listen to my theory coming up. Okay. I'm excited about okay, that. Okay, go ahead. I'm always honest. Oh, oh my wait. gosh. Have you met you? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm always honest. I promise you that. I'm always honest. Oh, well, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> You're right, not being right. honest right there. Right. The American Rescue Plan worked. Uh, did it? No. Well, no, he's uh, always honest. No. Uh, right. He's so it did. Honest. So yeah, we know so it did. We know it did. Trump's tax. I'm so tired of this stinking lie. I just, I can't take it anymore. Trump's tax cuts only helped the rich. That's unbelievable. His tax cuts helped everyone. Everyone. Trump's tax cuts were for every income level. Every income right. level got a tax cut. I, I don't know how and he gets away also, with saying that all the time. It it's also helped lie. create a boom, create a job, create jobs for the underclass, uh, African Americans, Hispanics. The boom for jobs for African American and Hispanics, huge, yeah, the best that largest been in decades. E- no, ever, ever, ever. And, and, it's such and an by incredible the way, one because it's incredible. been so obviously so disproved. The law, yeah. do, the law is in black and white. It does not do that. Now, they have a secondary point where they're saying, oh, the raw number of dollars went to wealthier people because, you know, that's how percentages work. If the, you give a tax but, cut to everyone, the people who are paying, you know, all the taxes. Yeah, by the way, the top 1% paid 50% of all taxes. And... Yeah, that's a great stat, but so is the top 1% paid more than 90% of taxpayers paid. Mm-hmm. Combined. Combined. Yeah. More. So where are you going to where are you going to cut uh, taxes if they well, no, no, wait, if wait, they wait, don't No, wait, please. What? Please. Please. The wealthy still are not paying their fair share. Oh. And as mm. I was explaining to Rafe mm. last uh. night, I mean, you know, my tax burden is probably about 50%. And if you just look at time as money, money as time that means i work half my day for the federal government yeah and that's great i mean i don't think that's fair uh but what is he suggesting 70 percent that's a thing you can never pin them down to right should i work three quarters of my day for the federal government or should you work all day Mm. for the federal government yeah why not 100 of your salary go to the federal government you don't need any more than nope. that, right? Nope. You don't need anything. Well, that's what FDR had. FDR had everything over $250,000. You don't get. <laughs> it's outrageous. Mm. It was a 92% or something was yeah. the rate, something yeah. like that. Basically, yeah, yeah. almost none of yeah. it you'd get. Yeah. So why would you bother? Now, of course, they had a bunch of carve-outs. So oh, yeah. For the, the Rockefellers didn't have to worry about right. that. <laughs> the elitists somehow figured out a way to yeah. get around that, but yeah. not us regs. And that's his big point now is that corporation. Then they keep saying this, that 45, 50, 55 of the Fortune 500 companies oh, paid no federal income tax. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Can I, I don't believe Can that. I ask you, did he actually say that corporations should pay 50% income tax? Did he say that last night? Did no, he said wrong? he's he's proposing a fifteen percent, fifteen percent minimum tax, the minimum oh, okay. global tax, minimum, minimum global yes, tax. Yes. So Which, that way we won't. That way corporations can't leave any country because no one will have an advantage. All countries will tax the same. Mm. 
Ah, it's mm-hmm. really, really good. You know what I really liked is how many jobs he has created in the last year. Uh-huh. That was another uh-huh. of the lies. Yeah. That he created lots Love. of jobs. Lots of jobs. I don't know if he ever attached a number to it, but it was lots. It was lots. It was, it yeah. was the fastest job growth ever. And that's weird <laughs> because most people weren't working during right. COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, inc- and so it's not like I'm returning to a new job. I'm getting my old job this goes and back I'm just to, going in now. This goes back to the Kamala explanation, right? Where mm-hmm. they must think their voters Stupid. are so dumb. Yeah. Like, do, the, do you think they all forgot that you closed down all the businesses and got everybody fired? And then you hire <laughs> them back as the economy comes back online. That's not you. You caused the problem. No. Do you? <laughs> I just can't. How could Wait, anyone is, believe this stuff? Who is you? Is that Ukraine, the smaller no, country? That's the smaller country. I don't that understand. Got that's weird. I love that. That was for laymen, though. Yeah, it uh, was. Who are four years old. Yeah. Four year old layman yeah. uh, finally got the situation last yeah. night. So that was great yeah. that she explained it. And it's basically it. wrong, right? For it, them to invade? Um, well, I Russia. don't. Yeah, I think that's so. What she I was said, got, it got so. confusing there towards the end. Oh, it was so in depth. I, <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. follow it. Yeah, you need to dumb it down a little bit more yeah. for the American right. people. Because can we're I so can stupid. I ask you? Uh, <laughs> could we please play cuts twenty six, please? The most fundamental right in America is the right to vote mm-hmm. and have it oh. counted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, have it help us. It's under assault. It is. In state after state, new laws have been passed. Another lie. Not only suppress the vote, we've been there before, no. but to subvert the entire election. Okay, you all right. Okay. Okay. After, okay, after, all right. after I know. The, I don't understand it. Where is the? Where are they? Why are they not being banned? Subvert mm. the entire Higher. election. All of them should have their accounts discontinued. I as am of today. telling you, mm-hmm. this is what's coming after this election. After this election, they are going to say this is, was a stolen, stolen election. <laughs> yeah, They're going to so say true. everything. They are. They are. And they the are. media are. is going to say it's true. It's true. And it's different this time. Yep. It's not like those crazy Trump claims. And, this is different. Right. This really happened. And we will be like, wait a minute. Don't you remember? And Kamala will be explaining to us. No, you're a conservative. Mm. And that means you like to make things go boom. That's why you're in jail. Wait, what? <laughs> Thought we were talking about the stolen election that you said you can't you can't say. And isn't it incredible that there's no reporter, no journalist who ever challenges him they don't on have the that? Balls to. They never challenge him. Like, tell us about the voting rules in Delaware, Mr. President. Tell us about how often you can vote. Uh, in Delaware, if you're a minority, can you vote 17 days before the election? No. no. You can't vote any time but on election day. Isn't that the suppression of minorities and white people? Well, minorities I, mm. can't really... <sighs> the, if you give them more than one day... It, they're confused they, as to when to go. They don't know the difference between days and months. <laughs> right. You know, and Kamala can't explain the difference between days and months. I mean, it's too complex. They, they really, and, and this is what, at some point, you would think, but everybody is so invested in being right, mm-hmm. and you can't, oh wait, I can't, I can't. Did you see the Saturday Night Live thing that happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did I you did see not. this? Oh, it was 
horrible. But could we do if we have it from yesterday? Could we just play that real quick? This is from Saturday Night Live this last Saturday, and it was about covid. And it's a group of people sitting around in a New York restaurant now without masks. Listen. It's like COVID's not over, but it's just going to stop. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Oh, you know, that reminds me of this article I read. Oh, honey, where... no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> well, it was in Bloomberg, and I thought it was interesting. What, uh, what article? Well, it... Honey. <laughs> it was just saying how mask mandates had, I don't know, little to no effect on COVID. Okay, stop. So this whole thing <laughs> was is about... Funny. How huh. they want to tell the truth, but they can't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. All of them at the table know mm-hmm. the truth, but they won't say the truth. And maybe this was a bad thing. Are you, it's what? 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 This is the closest you'll ever get to an apology. Yeah. From the yeah. from the left. They're well, just, I'm surprised we got that much. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. It was really frustrating that they did this for multiple years, and and then they kind of just roll into the uh, yeah. let's laugh about it right. stage. But it is because I mean, we've been contributing to it all this time, right? And now we're going to laugh at the fact that we were wrong the yeah. whole time. And but they even show. laughed at the fact that you know I just think that it was wrong that you know people lost their jobs and their livelihoods because they said maybe masks don't work. You think Saturday Night Live? Yeah. You mm-hmm. think you genius comedy writers that can't write comedy for uh, to save your freaking life? The same kind of writers that maybe had a problem with the the blacklist and the banning in the 1950s? You're just mm-hmm. getting this now, you imbeciles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll let next time. I'll let Kamala explain that. She's much better at explaining things. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. LifeLock, very interesting fellow, once said, World War III will be fought in ones and zeros. Huh. Wow. Um, by the way, uh, looks like the hits on our banking system are becoming more frequent in the last couple of days. Uh, probably Putin. But I think we're already there, uh, and this may only get worse. Um, Personal information, you've got to keep it as safe as possible. Uh, Once your identity has been stolen, it is a difficult and complicated job. You don't want to have to find out what it's like. You need good, solid online protection. That's what LifeLock is here for. They can't catch everything. No one can, but they can um, monitor things, I think, better than you can on your own. I know that for sure. And I think better than most people. They've been doing this forever. Um, they were they were leading the charge on this decades ago. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that will work with you to help fix the problem quickly. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year of LifeLock by Norton. Use the promo code BECK at 800 800- LifeLock. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK will save you 25% off your first year. LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK or 1-800-LIFELOCK. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my gosh. Pat, I hate him so much. He just brought in some Kexi cookies, which are the best cookies ever. It's his cookie company. And I hate him. I'm so tired of being fat, and it's him. 
it's him. Tanya and I were in bed last night because we, you know, we get the newsletter from Kexi's. Do you get that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so Tanya and I were in bed last night. She's like, oh, my gosh, look at these cookies that are coming out. And Pat just brought the new spring line in. Yeah, I was looking <sighs> at the, They have a mint chocolate chip one. Yeah, I know. And it looks like it has, like, huge pieces of, like, Andy's candies in it. I want it oh to be God. bad. Mint chocolate chip is my favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be. My favorite ice cream, my favorite flavor. Those two are my favorites. So good. And it better suck, or I'm going to be a thousand pounds. Yeah. Oh, no. It, look, I've The, given the reason up why life. these cookies are so good is because they're like my dad. My dad always said, look, if you're going to eat something that is, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a dessert, yeah. uh, you know, Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. He's like, use real butter. Use all of the best ingredients. And that's why these are so good. And it pisses me off. I hate you, Pat. You're yeah. not going to be a thousand pounds. They're only 12 calories each. 12, really? But they're huge. They're like a pound. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I, they I heard are, they from, are like, what? What do you think that is? Quarter of a pound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're just. They're a dessert meal. They, they are a they dessert really meal, are. but I, I mean, uh, but I've had. I know the box is like forty-eight pounds, Gosh. <laughs> but no calories, very few, very um, few, very few. Now maybe my, one sneaks in occasionally. My four-year-old grandson that told me there were twelve calories in each of them. Really? So it might not be super accurate. You should have him make the nutritional chart. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. Is, yeah. is that the yeah, same grandson that's been releasing a lot of the COVID advice over the past couple of years? <laughs> yes. okay. yeah. Same guy. Science, yeah. though. Same science. Yeah, we're following the four-year-old science. <laughs> I mean, why not? Kamala Harris has given us the four-year-old war strategies. <laughs> why not? Uh, so these are cookies, and cookies mm-hmm. are a combination of sugar and butter and yeah. mm-hmm. is that what they mm-hmm. I don't know we should try one this is the Glenn Beck program I can make sense of the world here for you in, a, in just a couple of uh, sentences. The problem in Ukraine is you have an, a very powerful dictator who doesn't have to listen to the people and went into Ukraine. That's what that that's why that's happening. Okay. Um, why is my gas so expensive? Has nothing to do with with Russia and Ukraine. Nothing to do with it. It's because we have an all-powerful wannabe dictator that with a stroke of his pen shut down drilling, gas liquefaction, uh, uh, building new refineries, all of it. The Keystone Pipeline just shut down because he doesn't have to answer to the people. Seems to me that there's a problem. And the problem is not with America. The problem is not with the people. The problem is with these all-powerful elites. 
That's the problem. When will common sense return? We get the thoughts on the State of the Union and Ukraine from Ted Cruz in 60 seconds. You know, I don't know about you, but I've got uh, a couple of trucks that I plan on driving until the doors fall off. Uh, Maybe literally fall off. And then I think I might still drive them. I'll just put like a net up when I get into the, uh, the truck. Um... Now, I'm doing that by choice. How many Americans right now are doing that because they can't afford even a used car? You also may not be able to afford uh, fixing your car because of the chips. Let's say something goes wrong with your car and there is no chip. We're waiting. It's on back order. How long will that be? How much will just the rental car cost you to get you to and from work while you're waiting on that chip? Look. I love my cars. I'm doing it by choice. Too many Americans just can't afford to do anything else. Don't let a huge uh, repair on something very small like a chip set you back. Carshield.com slash Beck. We all have to keep our cars running. Carshield.com slash Beck. If your car's out of warranty, they've got you covered. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888. We have... Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas on with us. Hello, Senator. How are you, sir? I'm doing terrific, Glenn. Great to be with you. Okay. I really have one because I was freaking out by all the lies that were told last night. And then about halfway through, I realized the guy's got like a 30 percent approval rating. None of this stuff is going to get done. Uh, Will you back that up or do you think there's a chance? Well, well, I. I think that's largely right. And, and, and one of the things that was astonishing was that he wasn't even trying. L- listen, any fair assessment of the Biden presidency, things are going badly. The guy's got a, a 30% approval rating. The wheels are coming off. Every policy is failing. And any ordinary White House heading into a midterm election in November where they're going to get blown out of the water, and they know it. They know they're going to lose the House. They know there's a very good chance they're going to lose the Senate. Ordinarily, a White House would say, hey, the State of the Union is our best chance to course correct, to change paths. And, and you and I both saw someone who did this beautifully, which was Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. He was headed to a train wreck and he yep. used the State of the Unions to course correct and he got reelected as a result. of Yep. It. What I found astonishing is Biden didn't even try. There, mm-hmm. there wasn't even the tiniest hint to an alteration, of course. Most of what he talked about policy-wise was was his so-called Build Back Better bill, which I call Build Back Broke, which didn't pass, isn't going to pass. He knows it's not going to pass. And and the whole speech was being delivered to the hard-left Democrat base. I guess that shows just how much trouble he thinks he's in if he thinks the hard-left base is so unhappy with him that he's got to deliver the whole speech to them. But, But it was... It, it was I've seen now 10 State of the Union addresses from the floor of the House. I've seen them from three different presidents. This was the most out of touch State of the Union yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, let me let me ask you. And how does that happen? You have to say when they were, you know, when he said, and by the way, uh, the mantra is not defund the police. It's fun. The police. My head almost exploded. But I want to play something. This is Kamala Harris yesterday on a radio show explaining Ukraine. And I'll tell you why I'm playing this here in a second. Listen. 
If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Okay, Ted, she's either a third grader or the Democrats (laughs) think that their voters are this stupid because that's the only thing I can think of when they say, hey, it's fun, the police. Do they not remember, I don't know, the the last two or three years where they were the ones pushing for reimagining the police and the Republicans were the ones saying not a good idea? Uh, Do they think their voters are morons? So so the only thing I I might push back on is I'm not sure it's an either or. Does it have to be either she's (laughs) a third grader or they think their voters are? Yeah, no, no, it can be both. It can be both. Uh, listen, it. So there were a couple of moments in the speech where Biden uttered a sentence that was sane and rational, and that you and I agree with. So when he said, "Don't defund the police," yeah, all the Republicans we stood up and applauded because we support that. Um, he also later said, "We should secure our border." We all stood up and applauded at that. We support that. He later said. Uh, we should keep our schools open. Again, we stood up and applauded the Democrats and all of those. It was the Republicans driving the applause on those mm-hmm. on those three. Um, there was one other where he says the CDC says masks are no longer required. And, and I led the applause on that one. I'm like, damn straight. Boy, it's a miraculous coincidence that happened right before <laughs> the State of the Union. It, it's amazing hey. how the science has a sense of political timing intimately connected to the polling i mean it just it, really is is you know, don't question how our lady of guadalupe works her miracles i mean you just I, don't I know you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know let's go back to the defund the police the cynicism of the defunding so so look it was obviously democrats for the last three years who pushed defunding and abolishing the police all over the country and by the way they haven't just said it in the abstract they've done it in democratic city after democratic city They've slashed the funding for the police. And we now know the results of defunding the police, which is that crime is skyrocketing, murder is skyrocketing, carjackings are skyrocketing, property crimes are skyrocketing. And so suddenly the Democratic pollsters realized, oh, shoot, this is really unpopular. Oddly enough, people don't like it when the police disappear and murderers start prowling the streets. That, that, that is an unpopular thing with the voters. I don't know how they didn't know that before, but they figured it out. So the really cynical gaslighting is, is A, they claim they were never for defunding the police. But B, the next sentence Biden said in the speech after we should fund the police is he said, you know, one of their massive multi-trillion mm-hmm. dollar spending bills included some small chunk of money for police. And Republicans voted against it because they were bankrupt in the country and driving inflation through the roof. And so their talking point, which Biden said last night, which they'd said at the White House press briefing, is it's Republicans who are defunding the police because they didn't vote for our socialist budget and we had a little bit of money for police in there. And it, it's the level of cynicism. It's not even third graders. They, they think the voters are kindergartners with ADD on Ritalin, yeah. like playing video games and utterly not paying attention. And, 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 and it's, 
Look, I, I think one of the things about our democracy is you should respect the voters and respect the people. It's one of the things you do every day with your show is that is that you're working to inform and entertain, but actually to discuss what the hell's going on. It's why people mm-hmm. listen to you. It's why people watch you. And listen and, to the and, people. And listen to the yes. people. Yes. Yes. So let me switch uh, t- topics here. Um, are there real? Are people serious about a no-fly zone that we would enforce and send troops into Ukraine or to go into war with Russia? Are there? Is that serious? So nobody serious is serious about that. There are only a couple of clowns. I think that okay. would be a terrible idea. Horrible. Um, you know, it, it has only been a handful of voices suggesting it. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I am certainly opposing it vocally. Um, if you look at Ukraine, um, you know, Kamala was right. It happens to be a country. Um, appreciate that insight. Um, In Europe. <laughs> I don't know what Europe is, but that's where that country is. Well, there, there you go. Yeah. Um, Listen, the invasion in Ukraine was avoidable. It didn't have to happen. And, and two things caused the invasion in Ukraine. Number one, last summer, uh-huh. Joe Biden's disgraceful surrender in Afghanistan, abandoning Afghanistan to the Taliban, leaving Americans behind, incompetently giving up Bagram Airfield, releasing terrorists to turn around and murder 13 servicemen and women, That disaster was so bad that every enemy of America looked to Washington and took the measure of the man in the Oval Office. And they determined that Biden was weak and feckless and ineffective. And Russia did that and China did that and Iran did that and North Korea did that. And at the time, Glenn, I said the chances of Russia invading Ukraine have increased tenfold. Uh The chances of China invading Taiwan have increased tenfold. Yeah. But secondly, is the specific mistakes that Biden made with regard to Ukraine and Russia, which is Putin has wanted to invade Ukraine a long, long time. Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union. Putin longs to reassemble the Soviet Union, even to go broader, as he described in his bizarre and terrifying speech uh, last week. He wants to reassemble the Russian Empire of 1922. He has already invaded Ukraine once. He did so in 2014. He invaded Crimea, the southern part of Ukraine. But he stopped. He didn't go into all of Ukraine. Why did he stop? The reason is Russia's principal source of revenue is the sale of oil and natural gas. And the natural gas runs on pipelines right through the middle of Ukraine. And the danger that Putin faced is if he invaded Ukraine, he risks damaging or destroying those pipelines. And if the pipelines are destroyed, He can't get his gas to Europe. So what did he do the next year? The next year, 2015, he began building a pipeline, a pipeline called Nord Stream 2 Mm -hmm. that goes under the ocean. It goes directly from Russia to Germany, and it skips Ukraine. And the reason he started building it is so he could invade Ukraine. In 2019, I authored bipartisan sanctions to stop Nord Stream 2. My sanctions legislation passed both houses of Congress with overwhelming bipartisan majorities. President Trump signed the sanctions into law. Putin stopped building the Nord Stream 2 pipeline literally the day that Trump signed my sanctions. For over a year, the pipeline was dead. 
Biden gets sworn in as president on January 20th, 2021. Four days later, January 24th, Putin begins building once again deep sea construction on Nord Stream 2. Why? Because Biden projected weakness. And a few months later, Biden formally waived sanctions on Nord Stream 2, surrendered, allowed Putin to build the pipeline. And Glenn, that is why. Yeah. Putin invaded Ukraine because Biden was so weak and surrendered and allowed him to do that, do it. And this administration believes weakness and appeasement is how you deal with bullies. All right. Let me ask you one quick question. So we both have to run um, the yeah. uh, yesterday during the speech. Uh, oil per barrel broke one hundred and ten. Um, yeah. that, that's that's craziness. Um, there is there is no doubt, no doubt that the American people are going to pay a very high price for this. He's not going to open up anything. Congress is out of, you know, out of your control or GOP control, reasonable people control. Um, uh, are, are we still buying Russian oil? Are we buying it? Because they say that everybody is uh, stop buying it. But I read that we're still buying their oil. And so is Europe. Is that true? Uh, it is true. We are still buying Russian oil. In fact, the region of, of the country that buys much of the Russian oil is the Northeast. It's places like Boston, Massachusetts. Why? Because the idiot politicians in New York won't allow them to build natural gas pipelines to get from the Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania. There's vast amounts of natural gas in Pennsylvania, but New York won't allow a pipeline to go through. So instead, the liberals in Massachusetts import Russian gas and Russian oil rather than using American. And, and listen, if you look at the sanctions Biden put in place, he explicitly exempts energy. Yep. Energy is where Putin gets the bulk of his resources. We need yep. to not only stop buying Russian oil and gas, we need to lead a worldwide boycott. You want to weaken Putin. We need to use our economic might to weaken Putin, and that means cutting off the sources for his gas and, and we've got plenty to sell in the United States. And, and, and Putin right now assumes Europe is addicted to their gas and, and their oil. They have to keep buying it. If suddenly the European refineries begin purchasing from other sellers, including the United States, including Texas, they're not just going to get it on the spot market. The producers are going to want long-term contracts. And if Putin starts seeing these refineries sign 10-year contracts with Texas producers, that goes right to the heart of his military strength. It's how he funds Correct. his entire invasion. That's actually how we defeat them. And, Glenn, the problem is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they believe Putin's going to win, and, and they don't believe there's anything we can do to stop that. Like mm. Ronald Reagan, when he was asked, what do we do in the Cold War? What's your plan? He said, very simple, we win, they lose. We should work to make Putin lose, and the way you do so is, number one, using our economic might to cut off their oil, and number two, providing military weapon to the Ukrainians yeah. so that they can defend their own country. Not American soldiers. We should not send American soldiers into combat with Russians, but the people of Ukraine are fighting heroically, and yeah, we ought are. to be providing them with javelins and stingers so they can defend their own country. Ted Cruz, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your uh, perspective today. Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas. Jody wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She said, I'm so grateful to be experiencing relief for, for a majority of my upper back and neck pain. 
I really appreciate not taking something that is prescription only and it's non-addictive. Thank you. The only side effects are positive ones. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Jody, I'm glad you got your life back. I'm glad you're not taking prescription uh, medicine anymore. That is so freeing in and of itself. I take Relief Factor every day and it has changed my life. It's changed Jody's life. Allow it to at least try to see if it will change your life. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. Relieffactor.com. Look, I was as skeptical as you. I didn't think it would work. My wife made me take it. She was right. Relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, golly. All right. I want to take uh, I want to take Maria in Georgia. Thanks, Maria, for holding for so long. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. Well, thank you, Glenn. I've tried to get through several times before, and I finally made it. I yeah. feel like I'm wearing a crown at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you. Um, I was calling because um, it, from your documentaries and your interviews on what you, the expose that you did on Ukraine and the Bidens mm-hmm. and the interviews you've had with Teitelbaum, the discussions that you've had about Dugan. Yes. Um, what I am seeing is making the connections from what you have taught and then the encouragement that you have given your audience to go out and do their own homework. I have gone out and read Duke, and I've read Teitelbaum's work. Good for you. Great, by the way. Yeah. And your work, your latest book, I'm about halfway through with that. Mm-hmm. But listening, listening to you, you've told us these things. Um, Putin, in my opinion, putting all the pieces together, his main goal, because it's a spiritual goal for him that'll keep him motivated, is he is fighting the globalist Great Reset. Yes. And wh- Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. what is the what is the United States and the other side fighting? Oh, we are fighting against the Great Reset. Yeah, no, 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 no. In this war, he's fighting the Great Reset because it's a globalist movement and the globalists are fighting the um, the nationalist socialist uh, idea, the idea that that Russia is all important or that China is all important. It's the globe against the nationalists. That's what really is being, that's not what we're fighting. That's not what the average person anywhere in the world is fighting, but that's what our leadership all over the globe is fighting for. Russia to put Russia back on top. China to make sure they're on top and the West to make sure we all come together in a nice globalist one unit package that will all march to the sound of the same drum. You're right. Good job. The Glenn Beck program. Well, the world is on fire. Uh, and I know that's fun and all little exhausting. You know, I get home and uh, I look at my bed around uh, three o'clock in the afternoon and go, I, I just, I don't think I can do any more, but sleep. 
Uh, fortunately, I, I, I don't do that. Um, but it calls to me and it might be my pillow. It might be uh, my sheets from mypillow.com. Uh, they are so ultra soft and breathable. They're made from the world's best cotton. They're the Giza dream sheets. And Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com has a special on them right now. They're coming in at their lowest price ever. They are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with the promo code BECK. Don't forget, 60-day money-back guarantee, $39.99, promo code BECK. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to check out the flash sale on Giza Dream Sheets. Promo code is... uh, is is back use the promo code and save 800-966-3117 mypillow.com vladimir putin is not a subscriber to blaze tv don't be like vladimir putin it's blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn i work with the democrats Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Sarah, would you check with our producers, see if we can move Carol to the bottom of hour number three? Um, because I've, I've got to share a couple of, of things. First, I think I know what the game is. I, I felt like this thing with uh, Ukraine has been, there's something wrong, something really wrong that I've been missing. And I think I figured it out uh, yesterday. And I want to share that with you. But I also need to explain that last phone call because I think that's confusing um, if you don't if if you don't know. Well, if you don't know all of it. So I need to explain that at the top of this coming hour. Uh, and I think it will really clear up your understanding of what's going on. I think this I think the guy we have on right now, Christopher Bedford, he's a founding partner of Right Forge, senior editor at The Federalist. Uh, I think this will will help clarify a few things, too. He wrote an article the other day. The ruling class is a far greater threat to Americans than Russia is. Wanted to get uh, Chris on the phone now to explain that, because I think he's right on. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Very good. Very good. So lay out your case here. My case is that there's been a lot of hot takes that have been coming out. Everyone who's had access to a keyboard has suddenly become a switch from being an expert on healthcare to suddenly being an expert on Ukraine and Russia and war and, one of the, and war exactly yeah. a strategy. And uh, one of the things that's really surprised me is that there's this, there's accusations of treason that have been floating around mm. towards anyone who they suspect of being insufficiently enthusiastic for the white house and, 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 and having an insufficient, hatred of Vladimir Putin and all the evil that he represents. Yeah. And they're trying to get the United States into a somewhat of a war footing and a rally around the flags thing. And they're, they're, they're pushing themselves as real defenders of the West. You see the Germans coming up, the French, uh, led by President Biden, saying we must defend the West. And there's just something that rings very hollow in their bugle calls. I was trying to figure out exactly what it was in an argument with some friends who think differently from me. And what's strange is they're just last week, they were saying that our flag was, was racist, that mm-hmm. a Western civilization was patriarchal, that the Star-Spangled Banner was not inclusive, that Western civilization was built on blood and tears, that the land was stolen from, from the Indian tribes, that we must apologize, that we are a bad force. So suddenly to see them turn around so swiftly and say, we must defend the West, 
to watch that that speech last night, which might, might as well have been the State of the European Union for the yeah. first half of it. Yes. To watch that and see him say, well, we're winning this war. The West is united. We're, we're dumping out our vodka in Virginia and Texas. I just don't see it. There's something really strange here. And I know down in my core that all the people who they're trying to get up there to get patriotic, all the conservatives, the working class people, the Christians, those are people that they loathe and they dislike us. They hate our civilization. So I'm not buying it. Do you have an explanation? Because I'm with you. I'm 100 percent. Something is very wrong. I mean, first of all, I don't know, Chris, how old are you? 35. Okay. I'm old enough to actually remember getting the the films at school where they showed the nuclear blast. And, and I mean, I'm in third, fourth grade watching this going, I don't think hiding under the desk is going to help us. I, you know, I remember going to sleep thinking 18 minutes, we could have the whole world could be blown up in 18 minutes. Terrifying. I haven't thought of nuclear war and nuclear holocaust since the wall fell down up until last week and we were talking about a little invasion then all of a sudden world war three and possible nuclear war and i'm like wait 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 what it's it, like the it's like the white house wants to take the covid chip out of everyone's brains and immediately insert the ukraine russia chip into everyone's brains to get everyone suddenly going again and, you, and I'm looking at this exactly like you're saying. Well, how did we get here? And by the way, as far as advice goes, the CDC just wants you to know that in case of nuclear holocaust, stay six feet apart and wear a face mask. Yeah, I know. Well, they did clarify yesterday. <laughs> said that wasn't new advice. I'm like, oh, good. So they were thinking about that before anyone was thinking about nuclear war. What an, an even a bigger waste of money and time. So, and I'm looking at the Ukrainian conflict, and I'm seeing some awful things. I'm seeing some real heroism. I'm seeing uh, yes. uh, pastors and priests who go out into the battlefield and, and, and give their lives, and men and women who are willing, young and old, who are willing to pick up arms. I'm seeing a lot of heroism and a lot of belief in their civilization that I'm not seeing here in the United States. In the United States, Vladimir Putin's not threatening me. Uh, he's not freezing truckers' bank accounts or making three-year-old children wear masks or putting Australians into internment camps or drag queens into school libraries or forcing vaccinations or closing churches or arresting priests or bankrupting businesses or prosecuting Christian bakers, emptying prisons, defunding police. Um, that's what our ruling class is doing. And I'm saying, I'm saying it, it, it's, there's a little bit of envy that I think a lot of folks look at when they look at someone like Vladimir Putin. Uh, they look at the defenders of Ukraine and they say, you know, these are people who, right or wrong, believe in their civilization, believe in their cause, think that they're right, are willing to fight for their civilization. And meanwhile, what we have here in the West is a bunch of people actively trying to suicide our civilization, to destroy it, uh, attacking us all the time, trying to make an enemy that's outside of us, an other. The entire state of the Union being, or the first third of the state of the Union being devoted to this, this, this these ideas. I don't I just don't buy it when they say that the, the, the borders of Ukraine are inviolable, but to defend our border is racist. When they say that Putin's claims right or wrong for territorial ancestral lands in Ukraine, that those are ridiculous. But they teach our children that they don't have they have to apologize because these lands were stolen. Uh, it should not be surprising to them when they turn around and say, why haven't you all stepped up to the line? Why haven't you gotten ready to fight for us? Why haven't you gotten ready to fight Russia? And we just sit back and say, why would I fight for you? You don't have the moral authority to rule. You're an illegitimate ruler, and I'm not interested in following you to war. 
Uh, have you read uh, Alexander Dugan, Fourth Political Theory? I haven't. You need to. Uh, it'll answer a lot of questions, and it will also um, it will also tell you um, how bright uh, and and with the people um, these these guys in Russia. And I think he is an evil, evil guy. He want, it, number one thing is to destroy America and destroy the West. Um, and he really wants to bring on Armageddon. The guy is out of his mind, nuts. But he has Putin's ear. He's the guy who really formulated the um, uh, the Crimea invasion. And a lot of what Putin was saying in his crazy speech a week or a week and a half ago uh, was all language from Dugan. And he is trying to get in and pick up all of the scraps all over the world, mainly in Europe, but some here in America, and uh, be the defender of that national pride that uh, doesn't matter what country you're in, but stop feeling like you should be uh, ashamed of who you are. He has very he's using this as a way to divide us. And that's why it's really important to understand who you're standing next to, because you can look at what Putin is saying and go, yeah, he's defending his culture and his country. Um, but he's Putin, at least, is playing a game with that. And um, the Russians are planting the seeds or giving money to a lot of groups that uh, would just as soon see the United States uh, go to hell in a handbasket as well. It's really dangerous. But he, you'll read this book, and about half of it you'll go, yeah, he's right. I agree with that. If you don't understand what he's shooting for, um, it, it's, uh, it's dangerous. I think you'll really get a lot out of the book. Um, it's uh, Alexander Dugan. And I think he's just written one, The Great Awakening versus The Great Reset. And that'll tell you even more. Uh, yeah, it's wild. I've got to pull it up right here. And I, I, I feel like a lot of Americans, politicians, uh, American commentators aren't understanding exactly what you're talking about there. They're trying to write off Putin as a mad dog, as someone yep. who's just crazy in the head, because they, they can't understand in their yes. boardroom society that there are actually men out there who are brutish, who, yes. are, who can be mean, who will invade, who will attack their societies. And we have to ask ourselves, what do we have to offer in response to this civilizational conflict that we're talking about, that he's talking about, the Orthodox Church, the Eastern civilization? What do we have to offer? And it can't be Walmart and McDonald's and consumerism and empty churches. Uh, there's a wonderful speech that some of your listeners probably have heard by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, when he, the Russian oh, yeah. dissident, Soviet dissident, when he went to Harvard, and everyone expected him to pat them on the back and say how great you are. And he said he would rather be in the Soviet Union right now than in America because, well, in America, we are free. We lack the spiritual strength and we lack the, the religion and we lack the, the moral fiber that has gotten the Soviets, the Rus now the Russians, through all these years and that will get their civilization through the front. It was, an, it was a really biting and, and, and jarring and true, I think, condemnation of some of the issues that we're facing. And Western civilization is not going to be defended by Glenn Youngkin or or governor of Texas getting rid of Russian products in their liquor stores. It's going to be defended by us going to church, standing up, believing, and having leaders who believe as well. Chris, will you just check back with me after you've read the read uh, some Alexander Dugan? Because you get it. You absolutely get it. And very few people do. 
Uh, and it I is. absolutely will. Yeah. Please get back in touch with me. Thank you so much, Chris. Christopher Bedford. He is the founding partner of Right Forge and senior editor of The Federalist. To point out that you're not exactly recommending Alexander Dugan because you agree with him. No. You're talking about did it that, because did it sound like I well, was you're like you need to read Alexander Dugan, then you'll get it. And it's like it's not yeah. because what he's saying is good as you've covered no, a no, million no. times, but I know I don't know. Yeah, you know. I you know I want to read just the the outset of his latest book. I haven't read it yet, but I just want to read what they're saying. The book, the summary of the book, and if well, I'll just read it to you. Give me a second. First, let me tell you about American financing. Hey, did you know that uh, for some strange reason? Mortgage rates went down about a point in the last two days. Huge, huge fall. Went to a, down a point. Why is that? Hmm, that's strange. Uh, I could tell you and spend all the time talking about that, or I could just say, take it while it's there. Get your home refinanced. It's back into the threes. Um, and get your home refinanced. Get those high interest rate credit cards off your back consolidate your loan um, do it right now call american financing right now 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org this is the glenn back program Uh, I want to make something very, very clear. Um, you are not going to know the Antichrist is the Antichrist when he comes. He is going to be so well cloaked that only those with really clear eyes and ears are going to see it right off the bat. Um, I have also, I believe that you're smart enough to figure your own life out. I have, I never, never say don't read something in fact i make it a point if someone says don't read this i read it i want to know all sides of something but i do want to caution you when i say read the great awakening versus the great reset by alexander dugan i believe alexander dugan is rasputin i believe he is uh, a force for the antichrist Assuming the Antichrist is real and alive. Um, he is the most dangerous man with the most dangerous philosophy. It is akin to the Twelvers. In fact, it is almost the same philosophy as the Twelvers. Create as much chaos as you can. So Armageddon comes and the world will be reset. Okay, When he talks about Armageddon... He means it. He means Armageddon. Bring it on. Okay. But he has found a way to um, cloak himself as a man of the people. He is not. But this is what's happening around the world. His solutions are insane. But listen to this and tell me you don't disagree with most of this or that you, you don't agree with. Whatever. 
right? Which one is you probably agree you with? Probably a lot of this. will agree right. with a lot of this. But okay. the underlying philosophy yeah. is a real problem. Yes. Now listen. Here's the summary. Alexander Dugan's The Great Awakening versus The Great Reset is an open open declaration of war against the twin diseases of liberalism and Western political modernity. Dugan calls upon the inhabitants of the heartland. This is a Russian uh, calls upon the inhabitants of the heartland to relentlessly attack on all theoretical and practical fronts the global elites of the coastlands who are trying to impose their perverse anti-human ideals by ruthlessly eradicating the long-standing cultures and traditions of all peoples in the world. Okay, sounds a, a little extremist, but I agree with the premise there, right? Uh, the demented usurper Joe Biden and his slavish Democrat acolytes are opposed uh, by the Trumpists who represent normal America and do not want to see their country submerged in one world transhumanist dystopia. Just like the other rooted societies, they want to preserve their time-honored way of life amidst the strangling tentacles of hysterical trans, homosexual, treacherous, anti-white agitators, important there, and murderous Black Lives grifters, Black Lives Matter grifters and terrorists. Okay, that's extreme language. But, but there are chunks of it that make that you that might you agree like, with. Yeah, okay. any normal I mean, conservative might agree with. He's on the right. I mean, he's recognizing how I feel in a lot of ways. Okay, prefer not to be in a transhumanist dystopia. I mean, yeah, that's just something right. I would prefer. Uh, thus, the stage is set for a showdown of truly apocalyptic proportions, pitting the forces of righteous anger. Those who want to preserve their traditions and the true richness of human diversity against the Antichrist and his Soros-backed minions of insidious degeneracy and evil who want to erase all bonds and communities down to the human race itself. Hmm. This is extraordinarily dangerous. It's an appeal to conservatives, yes, but what's underlying it, it is. is the problem. And you must know the difference. The book is The Great Awakening versus The Great Reset. Program. Maybe we would change the mood up a little bit and talk about the coming apocalypse. Talk about what Alexander Dugan believes is an apocalypse to give you an understanding of this situation and the situation in Ukraine and our oil situation, everything else. 
I think I have connected in my mind now what I feel was missing in this story. I think the Ukraine story is going to make sense to you in just a few minutes. Let me let me replay a phone call that came in uh, about a half an hour ago. I was calling because um, from your documentaries and your interviews on what you, the expose that you did on Ukraine and the Bidens Mm -hmm. and the interviews you've had with Teitelbaum, the discussions that you've had about Dugan. Yes. Um, What I am seeing is making the connections from what you have taught and then the encouragement that you have given your audience to go out and do their own homework. I have gone out and read Dugan. I've read Teitelbaum's work. That's great, by the way. And your work, your latest book, I'm about halfway through with that. Mm-hmm. But listening, listening to you, you've told us these things. Um, Putin, in my opinion, putting all the pieces together, his main goal, because it's a spiritual goal for him that'll keep him motivated, is he is fighting the globalist Great Reset. Yes. And w- yes. <laughs> yes. And what, yes. Is the, what is the United States and the other side fighting? Oh, we are fighting against the Great Reset. Yeah, no, 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 no. In this war, he's fighting the Great Reset because it's a globalist movement. And the globalists are fighting the um, the nationalist socialist uh, idea. The idea that that Russia is all important or that China is all important. It's the globe against the nationalists. That's what really is being... That's not what we're fighting. That's not what the average person anywhere in the world is fighting. But that's what our leadership all over the globe is fighting for. Russia to put Russia back on top. China to make sure they're on top. And the West to make sure we all come together in a nice globalist one-unit package that will all march to the sound of the same drum. You're right. Good job. All right. Uh, Let me ask you a question. All these things that we're fighting daily to try to preserve in this country. Do our kids know it? Really know it? Do they know what? Why a centralized government is so bad? Why the free market works? Why fascism always ends the same way? We have to drill this deep into their heads. They need to understand these things. And the best way to teach your little, little kids and high schoolers is through the Tuttle Twins books. They teach about freedom, the history of America. They teach the big concepts. They, they even teach the road to serfdom. Uh, in, I mean, I didn't read the road to serfdom until I think I was 30. These are all stories based on the classic and important American books. The Tuttle Twins. Every single family should have these books in their house. It's a free copy of the 13 questions to level up your family dinner conversations, which is fantastic, and free workbooks all right now. If you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get that 35% discount on all of them, plus all the bonuses at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Okay. Now... Let's go back to that that uh, conversation that we just had on the phone. 
Because obviously we are not fans of the Great Reset, for example. We are not fans of the Great Reset. Reset. And the caller said that Russia is fighting against the Great Reset. The globalist Great Reset, is that correct? The way she said it. Yes. And then you said she was right. Mm -hmm. So are you... Because I don't feel like I'm fighting on the same side as Vladimir Putin on this one. You're not. You're not. This is, I need to express, and I've been trying to express this in many ways. You've got to stop looking at the world you used to live in. The world you think you live in right now. That world is over. It's gone. Okay? The reason why we can't make ground is because people won't change. There's been a paradigm shift. And until you cross over... And realize, oh, wait a minute. It's a different game being played. You're going to lose. You're destined to lose. Okay? So here's what's happening. There are two realities. There's the one that most of us believe we're in right now. Republicans versus Democrats or, you know, the the Marxist against the constitutionalist. We believe that we live in a country that is free, that our republic represents us. Um, and that we have rights and the president of the United States actually represents the people of the United States. Right. Mm-hmm. OK. You don't live in that world anymore. Here's the real world. This is the world of the elites. It is national socialism, fascism. That's China and Russia. OK. They will control their economies. They will tell industry exactly what to do in Russia and in China. You don't agree, they kill you. Okay? That is a system that they've had for a long time, and they're fighting for that. A nationalist system. Russia is important. China is not going to join any global community and say, China is just another one of many nations. They're not going to do it. Neither will Putin. Okay? But that's what's happening to the West. Through the Great Reset, the Western leadership, they're not listening. Let me ask you this. How is it the United States, the president of the United States, is is still buying Russian and Iranian oil today and telling us that there's nothing he can do about the price of oil and how it's going through, we, how it's going up. We all know he can. Just turn the spigot back on. Right. We all know He's that. just saying, feel the pain. Correct. And the American people are going to have to, you know, they're going to sacrifice for their values. Wait a minute. I don't see any of you guys sacrificing. What do you mean? We're going to have to sacrifice and there's nothing you can do. There's lots of things you can do because he's not the president of the United States. He's one president in the Great Reset. America's not special. You notice that we're not really leading the charge. It's France. It's England. It's Poland. We're in the mix, but it's a coalition. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen with every war? We've put together an international coalition. Uh-huh. And we've got some sanctions. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen sanctions work? Not, not <laughs> to the extent. I mean, they might have some effect. Yeah, they I mean, have like some it, effect. They had an effect on Iran. But, yeah. I mean, only really hard ones and yeah. minimal effects usually. Right. And why is it minimal? Because Iran can sell to somebody else. Right. They'll sell to France. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So what do the sanctions really mean? Because you can't get everybody on the same page. Right. Now, let me talk about sanctions, the same kind of sanctions. When we went to war with, with Germany, you couldn't do business with a, a business in the Reich. So what did they do? IBM was there at Auschwitz. It's the IBM machines that made the Germans so efficient. Well, those machines, they were it was early punch cards. They had to be re, they had to be fixed every two weeks. Well, we're, IBM's not going to do business. IBM did business. They just did it in their European offices. So IBM America. Oh, no, 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 we're not doing it. IBM Europe was doing it. Mm-hmm. OK, you can't when sanctions, you can't get all the countries together. And then you can't get private industry because you can't tell private industry exactly what to do. And they'll find a loophole if they're making money. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. look at the sanctions that are happening right now. The federal government and all governments around the world, they're not the ones that control SWIFT. That's a international banking that belongs to the banking sector. When you look at what's happening with the oil in Russia, Russia is not able to fill any tankers. Okay, they've they've got the port. They can get people. They can get oil into the tanker, but they can't sell it to anybody. They're even cutting the price. They're even saying we'll pay for the shipping. Why won't anybody do it? They won't do it for a couple of reasons. One, the insurance companies will not insure those companies or those countries that are buying that oil. Say, no, you're on your own. If something happens to it, you pay for all of it. The other thing is the banks have told those countries sanctions can go on you private, not not. No, this is not governments. This is private banks saying, you know, I don't know if that's going to go well for you, because then we have to question you and maybe you should receive sanctions. That's like IBM saying, hey, you're killing all the Jews. We're pulling all of our machines out. They didn't do that. Businesses never do that. Why is it happening this time? I truly believe this is the only thing that has made sense to me yet on trying to to figure this whole Ukrainian thing out. What did Joe Biden do when he first got into office? He made it so Europe could have this pipeline. Okay, they're going to get oil. Then when he started flexing his muscles, what did he do? He said, well, you know, this is five weeks ago. I mean, we don't know if he, I mean, if he goes in and tries to take Ukraine, but if it's just a small incursion, then maybe, maybe then we'll have to discuss it. Minor incursion. Minor mm-hmm. incursion. That means probably those two territories that he first said he was going to go in and get. Okay, a minor incursion. Then maybe I don't know what we'll do. Well, if I'm Putin, I look at my advisors when I hear that and go, did he just tell us we could take half of Ukraine and it would be kind of cool? Let's go. So our president has been enabling, enabling, enabling the whole world. Why didn't they just lie about it? Why didn't you just say? Ukraine's not going to get into NATO. It's not even on. It's it's we're not doing that. Why didn't you just say that could have all been avoided, right? We didn't take easy steps and we enabled him every step of the way. I'm not saying 
we plotted this or it was a plan to have him. But it is a crisis now, a major crisis that you don't want to go to waste. So now he's in. I've never seen sanctions like this ever before. Total and complete. Except for that little leaky oil problem. It does seem, though, that these are the harshest sanctions I've ever, ever seen on a country. I've ever seen. And, and it's because of the private businesses mm-hmm. being in step with the global governments. Mm-hmm. That's never happened before. They can tell you, but there's always works or workarounds because they're global companies. Okay? So now it's completely shut off. If this works... Why will these sanctions be the first sanctions to work? Because both sides are are participating in unison, right? They're working public and private private. partnerships, Mm -hmm. global, not America, not led by Biden, but led by the world, led by the entire West. We didn't put this together. It was a cooperative. See what we can accomplish. If we all just work as one, imagine what we could do now. Gosh, because of this, oil has just shot through the roof. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's good and bad. It stops inflation because nobody can afford anything or go anywhere because they can't afford oil. And oil helps us with all kinds of things from synthetics to medicine to fertilizer and now everything it's a crisis it's a crisis oil being at 150 60 200 a barrel is a crisis and it has caused food shortages do you remember what happened when there was a wheat shortage in egypt arab spring so we all have to work together again we are watching the formation What Ukraine is, is 15 days to flatten the curve. That's what Ukraine is. COVID was real. How it got out, I don't know. Not important, but it was real. It's not a conspiracy. It was real. What did they do? Took advantage. They took advantage. And all of us cheered it on. We're like, yeah, that's right. We should stay in our house. for, But we let the government do all of these things we let them because it was an emergency yeah you you should do those things you should have those powers and you're never going to get them back ukraine is 15 days to flatten a curve what happens on the other side i don't think we ever go back and they make the case only the great reset only this public private global partnership is is going to work from here on out. Look at what we've accomplished without any bullets. So you're worried about how this power is used in the future. Maybe it's not just an invading nation of a big nation inviting a small nation, as Kamala would explain it. Let me take just one minute and then just talk to you about Switzerland, which I find amazing. The president pointed out is a speech yesterday uh, in 60 seconds. Gold line. Um, Let me just tell you, gold and silver are going to play a role in the reset and the economy that is coming. We have to have a parallel economy. 
please put yourself in a situation where you're not the only person that thinks like you move to a place preferably a farming community where everybody thinks like you um Goldline is uh, is urging you with a special promotion to please find out if gold or silver is right for you. They have a special promotion includes free silver, one ounce India replicas, every box of 20 of the historic Indian gold coins. You're going to get 10 silvers, the replicas for free Um, there. It's tough. There's silver shortages hitting the market now. It's a great time to get involved. Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so did you know that Switzerland was like, they're not going to take what? We're going to stop. We're neutral. Putin, no, we're neutral. You know what we do. We take gold and money from anybody. And it's all anonymous. Mm -hmm. It's why Swiss bank accounts are different than any other bank account. It's completely private. We don't ask any questions. Just put it here. Okay. That's the Swiss bank account that everybody knows. So the world came to the banks came to to Switzerland and said, hey, guys, you got to cut off all of the funding and close those accounts with all of the oligarchs and everything in Russia. And they're like, you realize you're in Switzerland. That's kind of what we do. We, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. Otherwise, we're not a Swiss bank account. The next day, you're starting to see stories about how Switzerland is holding all of the pilfered gold from Venezuela and from the Philippines. We've known they have dirty gold and dirty money. Where do you think the Nazi money went? Yes, we know that. But that was released after they said, no, 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 we can't help out. And what did they do after that release? Oh, you know what? We, I'm sorry. We had hot chocolate and the Swiss Miss on our mind. We're going to help. That's because the business sector came down on Switzerland and said, you're going to play by our rules. The one thing I learned about TARP, I know a guy who worked for Citi, Citibank, and he was their um, CFO. And he was there the night that the crash was happening. It was a Sunday night. And he said, we didn't need the bailout. We were fine. And the government said to him and all those in the room, you are all taking this. All of you, whether you like it or not, no one is leaving this room until all of your signatures are on this paper. You had no choice. That's fascism. That's what's happening here. And we're going to wake up after this is all said and done. We'll be like, oh, this was great. And then we'll realize, oh, no, just like Canada, they enacted the Great Reset. And the left thinks that's wonderful. Uh, you know, just to get rid of these very violent terrorist truckers. That, that's, that's what the Great Reset is that this is a positive attribute of the great reset 
but know that it is the Great Reset. This isn't the usual system. This is not. This is something brand new that they are doing to Putin. Now let's see if it works. My guess is it will and we'll all celebrate. Warning. The Glenn Beck Program. When was the last time somebody really went above and beyond your expectations? Really went? I mean, I just want people to do what they say they're going to do. That's, you know, if you just show up for work, you're 90% ahead of almost everybody else. Um, Realestateagentsitrust.com are going to go the extra mile. These these agents are amazing. They have the the best business practices. They they know how to sell uh, houses. They know how to price houses, how to negotiate. But they also have a big Rolodex that when they come in and say, hey, you know, you really got to fix this. They can help you find the right people to do it quickly and expensively so you can sell your house. They also know the right people to go check on the new house to make sure that, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not the money pit. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find the right real estate agent for you. We'll recommend one in your area. Then you interview them. See if you just don't get a different feeling from them. You want the job done right, whether you're moving across the street or across the country. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. If you need the background on all of this, you need The Great Reset in the new book by Glenn Beck. Get it at glensnewbook.com. Uh, we're going to talk to Carol Roth here in just a second about uh, how what we heard last night in State of the Union, what's going on, how SWIFT is going to affect the Fed, inflation, the printing of money, all of that, what it, what it really means to you. First, I want to go to James in Florida. Hello, James. How you doing, Glenn? It's a privilege to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Glenn, I'm calling because I have a difference of opinion with uh, some of the political pundits and the military pundits that I've seen in either on talk radio or heard and uh, on television. Okay. Uh, I lived through both the Cuban Missile Crisis, Vietnam, mm-hmm. and then Desert Storm 1. <clears throat> Combat commander serving in Germany, Northeast Asia. Thank you, sir. Uh, what we're doing with the Ukraine as a nation and policy currently, militarily, politically, is absolutely disgraceful. We should be providing those people. I pass American flags every morning, and I've taught my son and I, who's Down syndrome, that we pass the American flag, we salute it. Because it stands for liberty, it stands for justice, it stands for peace, it stands for prosperity, it stands for opportunity. And what we're not doing is providing those attributes and characteristics to the people of Ukraine in a meaningful way. In a meaningful way, I mean, providing them a no-fly zone, providing them combat air patrols. Deterrence doesn't, isn't effective unless you have the willingness to use it. So, you know, uh, Churchill said, uh, right in the darkest hours when he just took over, success is not final. Failure 
failure, it's not fatal. It's the will to continue that counts. And one other motto that I've learned in my life that was preached into us from the moment that we stepped into our first military leadership class at the Air Force Academy is, if you know what is right and not do it, it's cowardice. So and that's what we're doing now as a nation. That's what we're doing now militarily, politically. So, James, I, I really do appreciate your point of view. I appreciate your service, and I, I hate to disagree with you, but I don't think it's cowardice to think strategically. A no-fly zone, one plane goes down, and we're in World War III with a guy we can't predict at this point who has tons of nukes and says he'll use them. Um, I don't want to get into World War III. Um, by the way, there is nothing wrong. Check your local attorney on this, but I don't believe there's anything wrong with a U.S. soldier taking off their uniform, you know, assuming they've retired and going over to Ukraine and donning a Ukrainian uniform. I think they're paying soldiers to go over and fight. I know a lot of soldiers who are like, I'm going over. I'm going to help fight. That's good. That's good. We as individuals should help them. Uh, but, uh, you know, getting into World War Three is not necessarily something I would like to jump to in a two week period. Carol Roth is with us. Carol, are we doing everything we can uh, with these sanctions? Uh, I mean, I, I, I read conflicting reports that these sanctions are more than anything we've ever done because it's public private great reset kind of partnerships and then i hear they they're meaningless which one is it i really wish i had the answer for you glenn <laughs> i have been racking my brain i've been reading all of the reports and they do somehow conflict with each other. They right. say that they're going to cut Russians off from payment systems, but we're probably going to exempt the um, oil payments, which is obviously 60% of their, their economy. Right. right. So so that's a challenge. Um, you know, I've heard about their freezing of the assets at central banks, including the Fed, the ECB, now the Japanese central bank is jumping on. Um, but in terms of you know how how strong that is, I think because these items are so complex, and because the White House has been fairly opaque um, in terms of, of of trying to clarify them, we really don't have a good sense of you know have they really gone as far as they can? Is there something else on the table? And I will say there's probably um, a middle ground here. You have to thread the needle on this one because going too light creates a set of issues, but going too heavy creates a separate set of issues, all which have reverberations for us here in the U.S. So this is very challenging stuff, um, and I'm not sure that we have the best minds that we possibly yeah. could have coming up with the strategy around this, unfortunately. All right. So let me ask you about, let's just say, inflation. One of the things the Fed wanted to do by raising interest rates was to slow down, quote, I love this, it was laughable, an overheated economy. The economy was not overheated. The stock market is overheated. Those people who got all these bailouts, they're spending money and investing and driving the prices of everything up. The little guy is feeling every day inflation of the consequence of printing that much money. So they want to slow people down. Doesn't 
this, accomplish that, not at the higher level, but at the lower level, the common person? This is such a mess, and it it comes on the back of the unprecedented intervention that we've had in monetary policy, fiscal policy, and just general government policy. So you had the Fed intervening in the markets to the tune of trillions of dollars. You had the government doing this, you know, quote unquote, relief spending, which, as we know, most of that ended up um, in the hands of the wealthy and well-connected and not Mm -hmm. the individuals that really needed it. And then you had these policies that said, oh, let's just, you know, turn off large swaths of the economy and we'll just flip them back on like we're power cycling a modem. And that has disrupted labor and supply chains to the fat to the point uh, where it's difficult to come back and it has reverberations through inflation. Now you have people who have created this policy. And, and let me just be very clear and underscore this. This was not consumer driven. This was not demand driven. This was not a corporate greed driven. This was entirely policy driven. And it was, there were points along the way where they could have dialed it back and maybe, you know, still had some issues, but not the level that we're having today. And they have refused to do so to the point that the Fed just finished up buying assets. I mean, they were in the market in February, still providing support to the market. So you have these people who missed the call on inflation, have told us everything under the sun. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's just going to be a little hot. It's just going to be transitory. Oh, it's good for you. Okay, yeah, maybe it's a bad thing. Now thinking that they can also thread the needle perfectly and bring the economy in for a soft landing. But what is monetary policy going to fix? Even if we didn't have the Russia-Ukraine crisis, is it going to fix the fact that we have millions of people who've dropped out of the labor force and that we're still going to have wage inflation? Is it going to fix the fact that we still have all of this money in the financial system? Uh, I'm just not sure what they think this policy is going to do. So the the concern for us as, you know, again, even ex- Russia, Ukraine, but then with that layered on is that the Fed, who's now going into a period where we have potentially slowing growth um, and rising inflation is going to try to, to come up with the perfect policy. And if you think these people who have made every mistake in the book over the past couple of years and going back even over the last almost 15 years, now all of a sudden have the perfect policy, uh, well, I've got a, a bridge to sell you on yeah, that Yeah, it's horrible. Um, I had a friend over at the house last night and they said, Glenn, people like me, regular person, working, you know, couple with a family said, Glenn, people like me, we are on the edge. We're not we're not going to make it through all of this. Um, And I don't think there's a single elite, you know, when the president says, I'm going to try to make this easier for you. And then he proposes gigantic packages, which will just mean trillions more in spending which will mean inflation even higher uh you know and then he proposed a 15 dollar working wage carol isn't that that that's the death spiral right when prices are going up for inflation and so then you hike wages that will make prices go up even further and then you have to hike wages i mean that's the death spiral yeah it was a very strange um 
economic lesson that we heard from the president last night during the State of the Union. He wants everyone to buy American, which we all know is more expensive, but then he would like for companies to keep costs down, but also raise wages. Yeah. And then he tells you how much he wants to tax the companies. Right. So just the, the circular logic of all of that, um, you know, my brains, you know, it, it just went sort of cuckoo, cuckoo. I, I don't don't yeah. know what's going on here. None of it made any sense. But we are living through and have lived through the greatest transfer of wealth in all of history. Rephrase. From the rephrase average Ameri- no, no, no. Rephrase that. This is the largest robbery or theft ever in the history of the world. That's really what happened. It's the looting of America and it's the looting of Main Street and the average American, the working American for the benefit of the wealthy and well-connected. And this inflation, as I've been saying all along, is a permanent tax on the average person and over time supports the people who own the assets. And it's going to be very, very continually very difficult um, for the average person to to survive. And when you hear things like, oh, well, you look at the, you know, the, the personal savings rate, or you look at how much cash people have and the average Americans doing well is because the people at the top have so much money. They are distorting the averages. Look at the median. Don't look at the average and you'll see a very different story. Carol Roth, the author of The War on Small Business. She's a recovering investment banker and really doing everything she can to make sure the average person understands what's going on. Carol, thank you. As always, I appreciate it. Um, Let me. Let me say to you what I said to my friend last night, and I know this sounds trite, but I'm telling you, your money is not going to be worth what it is today in three months, six months, a year from now. So if you buy something for a dollar today, you let's just say your dollar of today is worth 100 cents. Uh, six months from now, it could be worth 90 cents. So you're having to pay really a dollar 10 for whatever it is you could have used. You could have bought now for a dollar. And that's just going to continue until you have, you know, 60, 50, 40 cents on every dollar in buying power. So when you if you are at the edge When you go to the grocery store, when things are on sale and you don't necessarily need that many boxes, buy them now because you will actually be saving money. You will actually be making money. The value of that box of hamburger helper or whatever it is will be worth more than what you could buy it for in the store. Please. There is real hardship. I believe Great Depression style hardship coming soon. I hope to God I'm wrong, but please prepare now. All right, uh, Rough Greens. Imagine if you had to live entirely on food that had little or no nutritional value. Every day, now as a person who loves many foods that have little to no nutritional value. 
Uh, my first reaction would I jump at the chance to be able to do that. Uh, but I'd have scurry in about uh, a scurvy in about a week. So that would probably it would teach me a lesson and I'd learn it over another candy bar. Anyway, this is how your dog lives. If they eat kibble food, there's almost no nutrition in kibble food. It's been sterilized. So all of the things that they need, the vitamins, the minerals, uh, the probiotics, it's gone. You want a healthy lifestyle for your dog. You want your dog to live its best life. We all do. May I recommend you try Rough Greens? Rough Greens is so confident that your dog is going to love it uh, that they're offering their first bag free. You just pay for shipping. Uh, because once your dog loves it, uh, you're going to order it. And then you're going to start seeing the changes in your dog. I'm telling you, in the next three months, your dog will be a different dog. At least mine was, Stu's was, Pat was. Everybody I know who feeds their dog rough greens, they say the same thing. 833-GLENN33. It's 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. I like the Fed is meeting today and uh, Powell is testifying and he's saying, hey, you know, this is largely inflation is just a monetary factor and the Fed will fix it. OK, why, why haven't why, why haven't you done that already? I mean, what are you waiting for? Uh, I mean, very just, busy, you know, been very busy. First, there was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then, then you then had Valentine's Day. I've got all these rubber bands in my drawer that right. I had to make sure they were all <laughs> together. You know, I got a lot of things going on. It just it's more than just the inflation and the economy of the United States. You know, get the job done. And by the way, you're bluffing. Um, the second thing I want to say is Zelensky He's an actor. Okay, he was a guy who was, you know, like a likable Michael Scott on television. He's an he's an actor, a comedic actor. And he played the president on one of their TV yeah, shows. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, in a comedy, though, mm-hmm. yeah. in a comedy. Um, this guy is turning out to be a real hero. When's the last time a leader of a country that wanted its freedom didn't leave in a helicopter full of cash? You know what I mean? Usually the way it ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy is standing, and it's amazing. That's today all that's required to be labeled a hero. Do the things that are in against your own personal interest and uh, stand. It's quite remarkable. I mean, the song just said it. What? We've got to stand up. It but just said, I just heard the singer crazy. say those words. What a remarkable coincidence. It really is. We'll see you tonight. A roundtable about Ukraine and POTUS speech last night. Woof. Tonight, 9 o'clock, Glenn Beck, 9 o'clock special. This is the Glenn Beck Program.